This is the podcast of professionalizing entrepreneurship, and I am Lao Ngai Yuan, with the co-creators of the Professional Practice in Entrepreneurship (PPE), Dr. Ainurul Rosli, Brunel University London's Reader in Entrepreneurship and Enterprise, Dr. Jane Cheng, founder of Gritzy Social Enterprise London, and this week, welcome back. We are talking about building a community through team learning. Team learning. Being a team is difficult enough, and now we have to do team learning. How more <laughs> difficult should we try to reimagine what entrepreneurship should be? Well, anyway, Dr. Anurul, I'm sure you have a really good and um, compelling reason uh, to talk about um, why team, why not just a hero entrepreneur. So yeah, so. Long gone hero entrepreneurs. I don't. I don't think so. Hero entrepreneurs work anymore because you know, without we realizing it, those who are actually at top, they have a team behind them. But more importantly, is knowing how to work in teams. And unless you experience one, it's really difficult for you to learn one. Um, and this is something why we emphasize a lot on team learning. Um, to make it more clearly, is entrepreneurial team learning. So what makes it different is the clear ethos, values, ethics, and the principle that they themselves have to decide what it is. So, you know, the, the aspirate of soul of entrepreneurial learning, they, they need to be with the team to grow together. They, they need to understand that in order for them to play the game, they need to set the rule of the game. And it is about making them um, to give them the experience of before you can actually work with other people outside you need to know how to work with your inside team and you know so building the relationship to make them aware that it is okay for that for you to feel comfortable with the team experience it with the team provide some comfort you know, we I know that we talk a lot, quite a, a lot about about being discomfort. But one thing that you need to understand is, um, and like you said in the first episode, entrepreneurship is very risky, right? You know, it's about taking risks. The fact that you know that you are in a team will allow you to be better in taking action, you know, rather than planning. So in a way, putting in a team, allowing them to make it easy for them to take action. It is a shared risk. It is a shared risk. Responsibility. It is responsibility. Apart from the chaos that they have to manage, it is indeed the shared risk that they can actually realise that it is okay to do this together because we are here together. Does that mean that there is no one leader in the, in the team or there is still a leader? There is always a leader at certain time, depending on the role they play and depending on the nature of the projects. So this is a more of a modern way of managing teams, uh, what do you call it, by projects. Especially this is very suitable in the new uh, trend at the moment. And I remember when I was, uh, when I was the, uh, what do you call it, the, uh, the course leader for BA Entrepreneurship because it's based on team. And I remember the parents will come with the children, you know. I wonder how my son is going to learn in a team for the next three years. It was out of the ordinary. So I said, well, isn't you working in an organization that is in team? Why not allow them to learn now than when they graduate? So that was my response to parents. But I said, yes, 
at the university, we allow them to fail. We don't fail them because they're not able to work in teams. We fail them if they don't participate in teams. That's the most important. So here, again, we talk about co-creation. This is where if they do not know how to co-create within the team, you don't expect them to co-create outside. So they have to learn to manage. What role do I play when I'm in the team? So that's why we're talking about weekly exercise, the weekly wiki that they have to write. What is my role, my task that I need to fulfill? If I have fulfilled my task, each time I fulfill my task, I have developed a skill. And they know they become a team player. And they become more experienced, they can become a team leader to be in charge of a, another new project. So that's where they learn about more a project management lead. So depending on the skills, it's very much uh, the leadership by skills, the competence mm -hmm. that they have developed through the practice and the re reflection. So it's about being, uh, and then because they care for each other, they build that community. They leverage on each other's people's skill and they share information. The willingness to share information rather than keeping information. So yeah. that's how the team spirit develops. We so, emphasize, sorry, we emphasize more on the cooperation as well. So you cooperate while you compete, and it, it it gives them some sense of motivation to do better, you know. And as, at the same time, they know that in order for me to do better, I can only go further if I have my team with me. And then I think this is the mindset change that that you know they have to go through before they make they realize that oh now I understand why I am in a team. But it also means that if we're doing, um, if, if our solution is a social one, for mm -hmm. example, and we like to do, uh, we would like to do it with the community. So the community itself can be a part of the team or that is, that goes without saying that they, sh they must include the community yes. as part of the team. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, um, whatever solution that you're dishing out is merely top down and not necessarily, you know, something that can be utilized and Yes, it will be yeah. It will be seen as something forceful. Forceful. They will yeah. not accept it. Yeah, it needs to come from the grassroots, and I think mm. the most important is what can you learn from each other. And if you have a mindset of learning, where you are willing to unlearn your assumptions and your bias, you know, you go out there and learn from each other, and this is how you build a community. You 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 build a, a stronger trust within your team. So the learning element and the fact that they understand that um, in order for them to work quite closely together, you know, through team, um, entrepreneurial team, right? They, you need to learn. So because it's different from teamwork because teamwork, you, you, you would then, you know, just simply work closely together, complete the job and then that's it. Yeah, you learn about a little bit about right what went wrong, what, 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 um, what went well and then, then you can actually do a better one. But... For, uh, for uh, team entrepreneur learning, it's more about what kind of skill that I want to learn next time around. So I have experienced um, project management this time around and I'm actually leading it. Now, I, I might decide, right, maybe next time around, I need to learn how to follow because I've been leading quite a lot. And this is a skill that I want to learn. So maybe maybe Jane next time around, you say that, well, I, I'm, I'm very good with marketing. And what I want to do is actually upskill myself in terms of design. So in a way, they, they know how to coordinate together to, to, to help each other to learn. And that makes it different with normal team working uh, group. So in the team learning, they are very clear within, within the members what skill each want to learn. So it's the team learning contract. So they help each other. So they will find their own materials to help them 
the knowledge that they need. For example, if they need somebody, if none of the members have this skill, for example, about how to do, uh, how to set up a company, and then they'll find someone to help them and invite the person to come into the class and talk about it. And then they go through the process. That's why in our PPE, we have what you call the entrepreneur in residence. We, we tell the students, these are the people that you, you are available. It is up to you to make appointments to see them and to use the resources they have that make available to you. So this is what our students will learn to decide. So we just don't say anything and let them take the lead. Yeah. So we don't really call like, you know, um, um, what do you call it, guest speakers to the class. If they think that they need this because they don't have the resources, they arrange themselves to call somebody who is an expert to share their knowledge with them because this is a requirement. This is the need that they 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 want. And you know, the knowledge that they learn is sticks Will, will stick because it is something that they need in order for them to apply for their projects. So this is in other words like um, what the lean businesses call validation, validation. right? Yes. So yeah. the validation here comes from within the teammates and if yes. the teammates include the community that you're trying to serve, mm -hmm. then that validation is a way stronger validation. Yeah. Yes. And becomes a belief and it builds the team confidence. Yeah. But does this also mean that the process will take a way longer time? Normally, the planning and the process will take a longer time, but it's more effective in terms of achieving it. Right. There's a lot of dialogue, meetings, talking to each other, consensus, building trust. And there's always suspicion between the members when things are not doing well. Mm -hmm. you right. know? And then when they learn this, okay, we make the mistake. One example was our BA entrepreneurship. This one student, he said, I'm a very good accountant. I can do this, I can do that. I'm very good with uh, this and that, filling in the forms. And then what? He thought that he was very good in filling the forms. But while they're doing, setting up the CIC, we call, call it the social enterprise, and they were this bouncing back from the uh, company house. This is not done, that not done. He said, you're not good in this skill. And finally, he has to admit, I am not good in this skill. Perhaps someone can take this over. And it's not easy for him to say that. By admitting, that means it's about being humble, admitting your own mistakes and let somebody take over who is pretty good in that skill, more meticulous, to run that project. Right, so you also learn about what your shortcomings are, yes. what your weakness are. Mm. And from there, you'll be able to build a community because you, you have this sense of belongings, you have this sense of understanding about, about what you want to become in the future, what you want to do and your skill set. So when we say a team, how large or how small? Is there like a minimum? Magic, magic number? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are, at a minimum? We, we've, tried, we've tried with... Um, three? Three before. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a minimum and maximum that we've tried with um, around... Um, yeah. we, we did one with 36, but it's a bit challenging. Challenging for us. Yeah. And we split them into two. It's into much two. easier. Yeah. So 15 to 20 is the max. So it's easy for the coach or it's, it's you know, easy less, for them? Less chaos <laughs> um, for them to, you know, if it's the first time for them to do it, uh, you can easily scope this chaos a bit. Yeah. Um, it's more about you want to have, you want to allow them to have this sense of togetherness and the bigger the group, uh, there's too much voices. So when you have a choice, if, if an entrepreneur um, has a choice, on choosing and building his own team at the very beginning, what are the stuff that he should be looking out for? Or, um, or how can he allow this team building, um, building up of a team, uh, to be natural uh, and not 
you know, form because of his biasness. Oh, this is very interesting. We have a course called BA Entrepreneurship Pathway. And, you know, this. I've got this idea, okay? I want to do this, for example. And then they learn, oh, I need a team. Otherwise, it's still an idea. So they learn to... to what we have done is we use the group coaching. So all these individual, individual aspiring entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs sitting together. Okay. Huh. You are so good with this video thing. Okay, can you help me with the video? So they form a, what you call alliances. And that alliance become what you call it the informal team within them. And then he said, oh, you have someone, a mentor. Your mentor is so good. He's good with accounts, how to set up a company. Can I, can I get help from him? So he formed a team. So it's, they built the, uh, what you call it, the social capital naturally. Mm -hmm. So they know who they need to work with. And I think one, I mean, we can give another example mm. that one of our MS students who's, who's currently running um, a startup on, on her own. And, you know, after going through the first semester, he, she, she told us that, thank you so much because now I know how to hire my first member um, to create a team. Because, you know, going through the process, allowing her to understand what kind of questions to ask. You know, asking the correct question and, um, and and looking for the correct answer to be part of a team because now she knows what is her strength and now she's need, she needs to hire somebody that complements her strength rather than uh, following orders. So in a way, she knows the questions to ask and the answers to seek for and the skill sets required to complement her skill set. Wow. So basically what we... That's why we're talking about back to mindset again. It's about aware of what you are, what mm. you have and what you need to complement your weaknesses to, so that the project or the, the value can be achieved, yeah. the goal. So and she managed to hire her first um, employee at the end of her first semester, and we are so proud of it. And how did she hire? Uh, I mean, was she also from the same university or she was... Uh... No, she's not. No, they are not from the same university. I mean, from outside. So she, I think she used LinkedIn and then, you know, she did, through, uh, did a, a thorough interview. And nice. a certain, uh, what do you call it, tests as well, if I'm not mistaken. So one of the one of the understanding of this team um, must be that you need to consider each one as a peer instead of as a subordinate or a team member that's serving what you want. And, and that mindset, I think. It's a challenge. Yeah, it's a challenge. There's no hierarch hierarchy. So that's why we we normally sit in a circle. Mm. Circle is um is a, the word like you know everything we do is in circle. circle. <laughs> right, like you can create a safe place because you sit in a circle and everybody yes. is. So there is no no tables, long well. tables. No There's no tables. No, not even um, circle tables. So it's actually a chair with openness in front of you. So it creates a mind of like you know. Um, like I can connect with you directly because you're sitting in front of me. In you see each other's face. You see each other's face, you see each other's behavior, you see each other's, what do you call it, um, you know, you can, can sense of the emotions as well. And this obviously work at the community level as well. Yes. Because then they will not feel that they're coming to see someone of a certain status. They're actually seeing everyone just like themselves. Yes, that's correct. So we avoid standing up because whenever you stand up, it's like the certain kind of status. And are there any tips you can give out for like how do you break ice when you begin? Oh, the beginning. To... The most important is check, check in. in. <laughs> <laughs> what is check in? Tell us. It depends on what the purpose. So normally, if it's the first time, is check in. Is how do uh, just tell me about yourself? What are you, 
what do you like kind of thing, getting to know each other and then having a very nice conversation, you know. Yeah. But of course, the first time is always like, I want to be superficial, superficial you know. Superficial. Yeah. yeah. And then we have to craft those questions each time in order to meet the learning outcome of each session. Yeah, maybe I'll give you an example. Mm. So each week we have a check-in session. I know every session we have a check-in and check-out. So kind of like focusing them to focus. So if, you know, if they were playing on a phone, you know, it's like, okay, it's time for checking in. Everybody is, you know, ready. And it's not like just because you sit next to me, we have to go like next to each other. No, whenever whoever are ready, they will then check in. So usually the first question that we ask is, how do you feel today? You know, and sometimes allow uh, the student to say, I'm so sorry, I didn't sleep last night and I feel rubbish. And forgive me if I'm not contributing that much. So in a way, it allowed them to empathize. Around, right, you know, you are in a difficult situation or maybe like, you know, my grandmother had, is, is sick at the moment and I'm, I'm, I'm not really be able to focus. So it kind of like allowing them to connect with each other and how you actually link it to the content of the of the um, sessions that you want them to to learn for example you know you you can actually link it to you know what happened to Toys R Us so Toys R Us had in the brink of bankruptcy so you know each of us as, as, as a child you know have have been to Toys R Us right so rather than um, asking them how do you feel you know like you must have read about what happened with Toys R Us so you know, what was the best moment when you first step into Toys R Us? You know, in a way, they, 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 they bring themselves back to the memories and it's open up their childhood to their team and peers. And this is actually how you build trust with each other. I like that very much. And that was how you build a community through team learning. This is this week's Professionalizing Entrepreneurship, a podcast series, which is a collaboration between EFM of Global Entrepreneurship Movement Association and PPE, the professional practice in entrepreneurship. For more insightful conversation, next week we are talking about learning by doing. This week, we'll leave you with some sound bites from Sophia, founder and CEO of Meals, and she's going to talk about the importance of a team. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Sofia Fominova and I'm the founder and CEO of Meals. Uh, we created software that allows food brands to set up their own smart recipe platforms in order to create strong and loyal communities around their brands. So simply speaking, it is a marketing tool for innovative food brands. Uh, once I started my master's, I actually didn't have a team, uh, but I was already working on my project and it was literally just me. And I was uh, very skeptical about the idea of having a team because I was so passionate about my project. I was very passionate about marketing and the food industry in general that I simply thought that um, I could do everything on my own. So once we started working on... Um, projects at university um, and we had a team of five people, I realized that I was lacking some skills and um, those skills were pitching skills. I also thought that um, I could be a little bit more creative and uh, I wasn't very good at storytelling in general. Um, so while doing the course, I challenged myself to form a team for meals because uh, while working with um, InVenture, that was the name of our uh, team at university, I realized that uh, team was exactly what I needed uh, at meals. I simply wanted to have someone to discuss ideas with. I wanted someone who uh, could add value to the company in a way that I couldn't. 
And um, I also wanted someone who could communicate the message in a better way than I could myself. So going through uh, um, the experience at university was very valuable for me because not only I realized how important it is to have a um, strong and effective team, I also learned um, how to work with people from different cultural backgrounds and I also managed to develop um, a unique leadership style um, for myself and all of these skills I practice on the daily basis today and um, today I have uh, three people working for me and all of them uh, studied at the Westminster Business School um, although doing different master's programs and I'm very happy I challenged myself and I'm also very grateful to my team at the university who showed me the importance uh, of having a good and friendly and strong team.